<laughs> awesome. Okay, so um, I'm going to be peering a bit over like that. Um, so for about three weeks, uh, I've been preparing a message that I felt was so key for our congregation. And I think most probably I put the most amount of effort, maybe, if I put it that way, into it. Um, and I, I think I retitled it like maybe six or seven times. Because I'm trying to discern in God and trying to articulate in the Lord what I believe the Lord is saying. Um, and then this morning when I woke up at half past seven, I felt the Lord say to me, don't preach it at all. I want you to preach something different. And I thought, shoo. <laughs> you know, I, I, and the Lord reminded me. So I sometimes on my Evernotes, I make titles of messages, and sometimes I fill them a little bit in of what I think I will preach about one day, and the Lord took me to an unfinished message at about half past seven this morning and said, I want you to try and just complete it, because the congregation needs to hear this this morning and not necessarily your best preach. So I'm preparing you for Derek Unplugged. <laughs> and I'm going to start off by um, saying to you that, you know, I want to encourage you this morning. You know, in Titus chapter 2, 15, it says that we are, as uh, teachers and elders and people in the house, to, to encourage, to rebuke, um, and to teach. And uh, the Lord moved my message from correction to encouragement this morning. And so I'm going to hopefully encourage you this morning. Some of it might be but difficult in the beginning, but trust me, I will encourage you um, at the end. And I know that there are amongst us people facing really incre incredible difficulties and trials. And um, so I'm going to read a psalm. It's 22 verses. I'm going to read the whole thing because I want God's Word to minister to you. Um, and I've titled my message, I Will Bless the Lord at All Times. I will bless the Lord at all times will be what I'm titling my message this morning. And I'm going to read for you from Psalm 34, if you put that up in the ESV, and I'm just going to read it through you slowly. And I want you to really hear this morning. Um, I want you to put yourself in the shoes of the writer here um, as he was pouring out his life to God and how he was positioning himself, posturing himself. And I have no doubt that he was in a time of great difficulty when he wrote this. Amen? So let's start. Bear with me. It's a little bit long. But just allow God's word to minister to you. It starts off with, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and He answered me, and He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried 
and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears towards their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut them off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers, delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants, and none of those who take none of those who take refuge in him will be contend, condemned. May the Lord bless the reading of his word this morning to each and every one of us. Trust that just in reading God's word this morning, that there would be just a blessing that will come your way as you hear God's word. So, this week, to be quite honest, I felt like a spiritual truck had gone over me this week. Um, and I must be honest, even this morning standing here, I feel I stand in weakness and not in strength. Um, but in many ways, God's strength is perfected in our weakness. And, um, you know, it kind of started off uh, this week where I had to have a meeting that was really difficult a very difficult meeting. And um, in a sense, I was uh, the person, in a sense, calling the meeting. It was called by directing elders, but I was in that thing because I'd seen something that I needed to bring across. And um, we had the meeting. The meeting went extremely well. But I was extremely felt the weight of the way I had to measure myself in bringing what I was seeing in some ways that adjustments can be made. And, you know, we had been at 412, and they talked about Aquila and Apollos, and, you know, I'm Aquila, I'm the older guy, and you'll notice I shave my head like Marnus so that I don't look like Wim Obas and Siebendalan. <laughs> and uh, my, my wife just finds me more attractive that way, and I, I get it, lovey. But, um, but I was in this meeting, and, and it was a very difficult meeting. I... I think I stressed for two days about it. Uh, I barely slept. Because what I was bringing had such weight uh, uh, and needed um, adjustment by, yeah. And um, 
you know, something interesting happened in the meeting. Uh, Russell Fraser was there. And I love Russ. Um, he's like a mentor to me. I served on his eldership team. And uh, in the meeting, he reminded me of something. And um, he reminded me of a time I spoke into his life. And, um, you know, I sat there and I thought, sure, you know, speak to Russ is, is quite something. But I, re I, I remembered this. And, and then he said something. I remembered me and him had had uh, quite a strong disagreement about something. And in the meeting, you know, we, was, we were like kind of um, summing up the meeting. And then he said this. He says, you know, Derek, I want you to know that of, uh, what happened many years ago, I've, I've moved on. You know, he said, oh, he said this, I've moved on. Because it was quite, it was quite a moment where we, where, we, where we disagreed on something. And as he said that, he, he, we, he, I've moved on, I was standing there and, you know, and, yes, and it was such a beautiful meeting. There was such a sense of love and God's presence and everything. And I asked myself the question, have I moved on? Have I moved on? And I think for some of us in this morning, and, and this message is going to be like a bit of a potluck. It's going to be a couple of things I feel the Lord's going to surface. But my question to you is, I love Russ, and I know Russ, Russ loves me. He stayed with us pre-412 and that, and we've got a lovely relationship, and I honor him, and he's a beautiful man, and he is so Christ-like. You know, he's so beautiful when you sit with him. He's, a, he's really a beautiful man. There's the only way to describe him. And, um, you know, my question to you is that I think some of you have had disagreements or things have happened in your life, in your congregation, you know, and you've forgiven, but you haven't moved on. You still see people in a certain light. In other words, when your thought comes up of that person, you think about them in a certain way because all you can think about is when you had that disagreement and when you think they never handled it the way you thought they should have handled it. And so you don't move on. And I want to encourage you in this morning, I'm going to preach a little bit out of my life this morning or my, this week of my life to encourage you to move on. And don't hold people in certain light. Don't hold people in certain light. In other words, move on. Once you've forgiven, once you've loved, move on. So that was my first difficult thing that I experienced this week, and it really was intense, but it was so beautiful to see the outcome. And then this week, um, we got news of... of uh, We got news of um, a man that I've grown to love, um, but he's dying. And um, my um, Teresa's trying to encourage me to um, send him a message. Oh, thank you, my boy. I think my son knows me well. In the short space of time, I've grown to love this man, and the reality of the, the death of, if he, if he does pass away, it's going to 
affect our family? Deeply. It's going to throw us into a very difficult time. But what I find, you know, when Teresa said, well, you sent him a message, I battled for, I think, a day. I just, I would pick up my phone, and I'd think, what am I going to say? Pray about it, what am I going to say? What am I going to say, you know? And um, eventually I plucked up the courage, and I started with, I will bless the Lord at all times. And um, he was in for an operation. I knew that he must probably would have to come out, and, and, and at the end of the day, I didn't know if he had, um, how well he'd, the operation would go and everything. And I sent him a message, about a six-minute voice note of, and I poured out my heart to him, um, told him how much I loved him, um, told him how much I cared, and if I could be there for any way for him, that, that I'm there for him, you know. And, um, but once again, I found my life in real difficulty. Sometimes we find our lives in real difficulty, where we've got to bless the Lord at all times. And, um, you know, after he recovered from his op and anesthesia and everything, and he, he doesn't live here, he's not in the Western Cape, and... And he sent me a message, um, it was really beautiful, and he, he basically saw, he said, he just said this, he says, um, I'm crying, tears of joy, um, just feel your love, feel your support, um, and just thank you for just who you are. And so that was my second sort of um, moment this week that, you know, I felt I was in this, this moment of just such difficulty. And, um, you know, we, um, I, I work and I process through that. And I want to show you that there are difficult times in our lives. There are difficult things that we deal with. And I want to talk about how we respond to difficult things, like if it's bad news that we get, or a difficult situation that we've got to live through. My third sort of event is... Um, I need my wife here to come here, precious. Yeah, I've got a mic for you. Derek and Teresa unplugged. Here we go, my precious. So, uh, and I felt to model this because I felt, I felt the Lord um, uh, say that there's somebody here this morning. And I, he's already confirmed it, so I know this to be right. Where, um, you know, in, in marriage, here is the woman that I love with all my heart. I really do. I love Therese with all my heart. She's such a godly woman. Uh, she, mod she models such, so beautifully Christ-likeness uh, in so many levels. But yesterday we went to go and um, uh, buy a nebulizer. It's all your fault, Samari. Just want to say repent and be baptized. We went to go and buy a nebulizer. And, um, you know, in trying to buy a nebulizer, simple as that, um, we had a disagreement. And um, I might say, I think we have such a beautiful marriage. We really do. Many people say we have such, we, 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 we hold as our highest um, value Christ-likeness. And all because Simmery had a handheld nebulizer. <laughs> My wife was convinced, is that what we need? And, you know, we had this moment because, you see, 
we wanted to buy this nebulizer. We're standing there, and I'm pointing towards something that I want to buy. And I'd, and I'd gone through all the nebulizers on the shelf, and I'd landed on one, but of course it wasn't a handheld summary nebulizer that my wife is so desperately wanted. I chose something different. And on the back of it, uh, we had this disagreement. And um, I was positioned in a way of um, entitlement, I suppose, because you see, I was probably the, was in my previous business life, was probably the biggest importer of nebulizers to South Africa. I'd spent time overseas researching it. I had been to pulmonology conferences. I had supplied all the major pharmacies in South Africa, including the one I was standing in at that moment. And I had looked and I'd landed on a brand because I knew who they were, I knew how they made them, and I decided that, you know, and so we had this disagreement. And, um, you know, it really kind of soured my Saturday afternoon, I must be honest. And, uh, and you know, we've, we've kissed it, we've made up and we've hugged and, you know, all this. But what I want to say to you, lovey, I mean, first of all, I want to say, I've, I've said sorry to you, my precious, but in front of the whole congregation, I want to say I'm sorry for not being gentle to my wife yesterday. Um, you know, that you would forgive me as an elder in the life of this church. Um, but, but, but you know what, sweetheart, um, I want to model to them something how we do this. So, so precious, you know, um, in, in, forget about what happened, I, I want to say uh, that I've considered your view. I've thought of your view, and I feel I've had to adjust slightly. I think you had my very best interest at heart. You know, and I, I didn't see that. So I want to say, Svirov, that um, in uh, how much I love you and how much I care and, 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 and how much I, I love your life. And I want to say, I'm, 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 I've said I'm sorry, but I'm... And, and, and please, there wasn't big explosions. If you think like we like tore the house down, it didn't happen, just that you know. But, but, but we were like, just out of unity for a yeah, moment. <laughs> we were out of unity for a moment. And this unity for me is so important because it reflects Christ and His church that I can't afford to be out of unity for, for a minute, let alone for a few hours in the afternoon. And so I, love, I just want to say, you know what, I, uh, thank you um, for just your heart, your ease of forgiveness. And, and I want to say I love you and, and I appreciate your view and I consider you in your view. And I uh, just want to say that yeah, I love you, sweetheart, and I appreciate you, and I hold it as a highest value, unity in, in, in our life. So, yeah. So, is it on? Yeah. So for those that know me, um, I can be very hard-headed <laughs> um, and opinionated, especially if I stand on something, I'll hold to that. <laughs> And um, I was really challenged yesterday um, when I saw, when it happened, I just knew, like, oh, Derek is preaching tomorrow. <laughs> and I knew what was the message he actually prepared for. And I knew there was an attack um, on this. And I'm like, Lord, not our marriage. <laughs> and I realized I wasn't sensitive enough. Um, and, of course, I whipped myself a little bit. And I just, it was just a little bit sour for a moment. And I just really felt like, so the disunity, I'm like, oh, Lord, can you please come fix this quickly? Come work in our hearts. And we came home and, yeah, Derek just spoke to me. And he went upstairs to go and prepare. And 
And actually, his words to me was, go position your heart mm. right before the Lord. And I went to my study, and I just went on my knees, and I just surrendered. And I said, Lord, why am I so hard-headed sometimes? <laughs> and I just repented before the Lord. And I just said, Lord, first of all, I yeah, repent for my hard heart towards Derek and not respecting him, not... Um, seeing the best and trust him. And I just surrendered before God um, and repented and I asked God to fill me with his fullness and his presence and his peace and to forgive me. And when I postured my heart correctly before the Lord, I could go to him and apologize sincerely. Um, and that was so beautiful. And then I said to him, can we just connect again to have this unity back, please? Um, yeah. So, and that is actually... I think we've never done this, <laughs> what we're doing this morning. Um, but I also, in front of the whole church, want to um, apologize and say, sorry, love, for not respecting you, not seeing your view, and not considering that you actually, there's someone that knows everything about nebulizers, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you that we could restore and be in unity again. Thanks, Willa. You might wonder why I took so much time to do that, because sitting over here, I believe, are people that are struggling in their marriage. So that's why I took the time to do that. Not to, you know, but to just say, I know some of you are really struggling. And you need to posture your hearts correctly. Gentleness. Believe the best. Kindness. Vulnerable. Honor. Amen. That was my third difficulty um, that I had to work through this week. Um, last night I, you know, eventually went to go lie on my couch and watch a movie. I chose a movie on a rescue mission uh, of a National Coast Guard. I choose my movies very carefully, content-wise, especially if there's words in it. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't listen to that kind of stuff. And, and this guy, young man, had to go out and rescue people on a boat. In, it's based on a true story and in incredibly difficult circumstances. He risked his own life to do it. And people on the ship was drowning. And I feel this morning there's some of you that are drowning in your difficulty. Some of you in your marriage are drowning. And, 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 and when I saw the theme of the week, when I realized that, okay, you know, the Lord had taken me through three difficult, emotionally stressful, three difficult things, and there were some more, but, I, you know, I'm not, I can't, I don't, for the sake of time, I can't go through everything. But I just felt in the Lord that, you know, the Lord wants to um, minister us. Uh, uh, and so I'm going to just preach a little bit on going through difficult times. I want to talk a little bit just about on trust, to trust God. And, um, you know, I've been through one or two things in my life that were really incredibly difficult. One of them was when I was a young man and I was dating a young lady for about two years and she really, she shone with the angels, stood on the stage, she was a worship leader, and we dated for about two years, and everyone must probably thought we were going to get married, and so this is for the, the young people. And, um, 
And you know, after two years, uh, one day I woke up and I said this prayer to the Lord. Because it's like kind of getting serious between us. I woke up with this prayer and I said, Father Lord, if she's not the one, if you have someone different from my life, please, Lord, you need to intervene because, you know, I'm in love with her and I know she's in love with me and we've got a reasonable relationship. And, and it's interesting, within three weeks of praying that prayer, one morning, I think it was a Wednesday morning, I got a phone call from her. I had said goodbye to a church the previous Sunday night and, you know... She phoned me up, and this is what she said to me. She says, I can never see you in my life again. And I was completely blown out of the water. I'm thinking, okay, where did that come from? I was just completely left-sided by it. Now, I mean, it's a two-year relationship. We hadn't fought. We, we'd said goodbye, but I can never see you in my life again. And, and I, and I said a few things. I said, okay, you know, goodbye. I, I honor you. This is my words. I honor you. I, I won't try and, you know, find out why or seek you. And I threw my life to the Lord. And I said, Lord, sure. And the Lord reminded me of my prayer that I prayed. And, you know, I had to learn trust because the Lord said to me, would I trust him? And, and I want to ask you, do you trust him in your difficulty this morning? Do you trust him? Do you really trust him? And, you know, I never ever to this day know why. But I chose to trust the Lord. Because of my prayer, I chose to trust the Lord. And the Lord has taught me something. If you are battling to trust Jesus for your life now, in other words, your future, what you're going to do, who you're going to marry, all these things, if you're battling to trust the Lord, if that's your difficulty in your life, I find it so difficult to, when I talk to people, I say, I ask them the question, do you trust God with your eternity, your forever? Which is, let's say, a million years, and that's in time frame. A hundred million years is a time frame, but for your forever. And they all say, I trust Him with my forever. And I said, then why can you not trust Him for tomorrow? There's something wrong in your thinking, in the way you think. You, you need to position yourself in a place where you can trust God for every single day, every single week. And trust is something that you need to develop in your life when it comes to the Lord. You need to trust Him. And I feel the Lord is saying to you in your difficulty, you need to trust Him. In the difficult thing that you're facing in your marriage, you need to trust the Lord. I remember when I didn't marry her and then married this other beautiful young Swedish lady and was married to her for 12 years when she died. And you, 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 most of you know this. And I was in ICU when she passed away. And you know what the Lord said to me? Just one sentence. It's difficult to try and raise your wife from your dead. I, dead, I did attempt it, I, I might add. But it's difficult when you're holding someone that you love and she's your wife and the life has left her and you know she's gone to be with the Lord. And when I, when I laid her down and she was now lifeless and I knew she had gone, the Lord said this to me. He said, will you trust me? And will you carry on? And here's the carry on. There's carry on, carry on. Will you carry on? And you know, when, when I met Teresa two years later, uh, 
the Lord just said to me, you loved Maria so well, will you love her? I said, Lord, I'll, I will love her. And that's why I do love her, because God asked me to, and, then I, and He gave me that love. But the question was, will you trust me? In your difficulty, will you trust God? Will you really trust Him? Because love trusts. And you cannot say that you love God if you can't trust Him. I want to talk to you a little bit about the ways of God. You know, in Isaiah 40, verse 31, we all know the scriptures is they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with the wings of eagles. We all know the scripture. But I don't know if you know this about the eagle, but the eagle has little chicklets, normally one or two, up on a high up on a mountain. And it, it, it lines its nest with the coat of a fox normally, like a fox or a creature. It's a very furry, soft, comfortable, and it pads that nest. It is super comfortable for those little ones. But you see, the little ones start to get big. And they start to enjoy the nest so much that they don't want to go. And the problem is they're never going to fly. And you know what the mother eagle does? She starts to tear... The, 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 the skin, the pelts, the fur, she starts to tear it up and throw it over the edge. And now you can imagine babies are going there and they're used to the, the, the duvet. And all of a sudden, there's these very sharp, pokey sticks that stick out. And it starts to get incredibly uncomfortable. It's actually very sore. And the mom starts to lead its chicks into adversity or difficulty. It starts to create difficulty. And those little ones start to, oh, oh, this is sore. And then go over to the side, oh, it's comfortable again. But she eventually tears all of it out. And that little one starts to think, I need to get out of here. But it's a thousand foot drop. And that little one needs to jump off the edge because it's become so uncomfortable. And, and, and how often I think the Lord leads us to, into adversity and difficulty and makes the nest uncomfortable. Because we need to fly. Because God has purposed us to fly. And of course, that little one needs to jump at some point. Now, I don't know about you. I have a fear of heights. I don't like it, I'll be honest. I, I, sure, if I go to Table Mountain, I sort of like this. I don't like it. I just have an in thing of which, why, I don't know. But what he, the mom does eventually, he, she pushes it out. And it cannot fly. And it's plummeting to the earth. And mommy swoops down. Kamikaze. And comes up underneath it and then picks it up. And that little one's going, I'm dying, I'm dying. Up, and she picks him up again. Maybe the Lord is making your life a little bit uncomfortable this morning. Maybe the Lord's creating difficulty for you because he needs you to, to grow and to mature. You know, there are three kinds of storms in life. And I'm sure some of us are facing it, but... The one is from the Lord. He leads us into adversity. 
The one is from the enemy who wants to attack you. And the third one is often just yourself, where you lack wisdom and you bring it upon yourself. So if your marriage is thrown into adversity, husband, maybe it's because you yourself, when Jesus says, husband, love your wife as Christ loves the church, you haven't been gentle towards her. And you haven't been kind. Now, if you carry on in that, you bringing the storm to your marriage. Don't blame the devil. You bringing the storm to your marriage. You see, if I carry on and refuse to forgive and get upset and hold my line and still stay burn, I won't, I forgive you. If I hold to that line, husband, listen to me. The storm that you, that's on your life is not the devil, it's you. Because God says, husband, love your wife as Christ loves the church. And you need to posture your heart and you need to change in that. You know, there's some radical um, promises in God's word that God gives us. Radical promises when it comes to difficult times. In John 15, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you may ask whatever you will, it will be done for you. That is a radical scripture. Radical. If you abide in me, my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. It's a radical scripture. And so I want to say, if you're in your storm, if you're in your difficulty, and you're facing bad news or a situation, the secret lies to abiding, found in Christ, living in Christ, staying in Christ. And to make that practical, when there's disunity, to come into Christ and to come into unity, you've got to humble your posture like I did, confess your sin, like I did, you have to be gentle and kind and considerate, not self-willed, opinionated, and strong-willed. You, you, you have to come if you abide in me. You have to clothe yourself, the Word of God says, with Christ. You have to clothe yourself. You have to take off that jacket of self-will and opinion and hardness of heart. You've got to take it off and clothe yourself, the Word of God says, with humility. Clothe yourself with Christ. Put on gentleness. Put on kindness. Put on patience. Put on Jesus. You've got to cloak yourself with Him. In John, we read, this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, not only do we know that He hears us, but He grants us that which we ask of Him. These are incredible promises in God's Word. And I don't know, sometimes I think we read God's Word and we brush over it. But these are promises that God gives us. That we can have this confidence. My friend that is 
facing this difficulty in his life. And he doesn't know how much time he's got. I, th I think very limited, to be perfectly honest. He said these words to me. He says, I feel so abandoned by the Lord. And before you judge your brother in the Lord for saying something like that, I have to tell you what he's facing. I have to tell you the pain, the agony... The difficulty, it is unimaginable. When you're at a place in, in life when you cannot drink water sometimes, you, 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 it's difficult. When you can't put food down you and they've got to feed you with a nasal cannula. When it's, it's, he's, he's going through extreme agony and difficulty. Extreme agony and difficulty. And I want to encourage you that, you know, when, when he says, I feel abandoned, I feel, I, have, I brought him the scripture and I said, you know what? God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I want to say that to each and every single child of God in this building this morning. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You need to know it. In your difficulty, in your challenge and what you're facing. I want to encourage you in the scripture. It says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are saved. And so... You know, this morning, I felt in the Lord that we need to position our hearts. I've touched on a few things, just a little few things. And, and I'm sure some of what I've touched on this morning resonates with you. And, and it's my desire to, to pray for you. And, and, and I'm just going to land it there so I don't go into over time. But... Um, but I want us this morning to just, if God is speaking to you this morning, before we go into worship, and I felt we, as a response we're going to go into worship because it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Uh, and I'm going to raise my hands and I'm going to worship God and I'm going to honor Him for who He is. And I'm going to press through myself to the place of, and you know that last song, Keenan, that we did, where is Keenan? Hey, buddy. Why don't you come up for me and just maybe start that one that you are, hallelujah, that one, that's so beautiful. Maybe you can just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, in a moment, ask us to stand, um, and Keenan, you can just maybe sing that song for us, just, you know, maybe the rest of the guys want to join, you know, because we're going to go into a time of worship, but... Um, I felt there needs to be a response in the Lord this morning of just where I feel we need to pray for people in regards to what I've said. I think I've touched on a few things and I feel we need to just deal with it. Just pray, ask the Lord. And, and those of you that are, let's say, strong and feeling, you know, like I asked my brothers to come pray for me, I'm going to ask that people pray for you. So let's stand this morning.
if, if you specifically need prayer this morning, if you, if I've touched on something that you feel you need prayer in, can I just see your hand for a moment? Just quickly pop it up. It's, up. it's all over the place. I see it. Yeah, all over. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask this morning that, um, keep your hands up for me this morning, and I want us to come around those people, wherever you are, just won't you, brothers and the sisters in the Lord, look, just raise your hands high enough so someone can see you, um, yeah, just all over the place, just just raise your hands, ask, ask, ask people to come around those people, come, let's just... Spend a time ministering to our brothers and sisters this morning in prayer before we go into worship. Um, and then we're going to go into a time of worship. 